Hey guys, this is T, and you listen to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix with Gar and Josh. Enjoy the show, and remember, stonks do go up. It is Saturday, October 7th, 2023, 8.06 a.m. sharp. It is podcast number 154, and with that, hello everybody and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix podcast. I am one of your. Lo- I forgot who the fuck I was for a second. I am one of your lovely hosts, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined, as always, by your other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hi to the folks on this somber Saturday morn. Hey, folks, how's it going? Whoa, Josh, bringing the energy. Nothing somber about that. I was expecting a more of a the snuffleupagus. Hey, guys. Um, <coughs> we appreciate people who chat along in the Discord. We appreciate people who check out our segment start times in the description below. And we especially appreciate at Levi Oki Illustration on Instagram for all the beautiful art that the people can be seeing. Josh, how you doing, pal? Oh, I'm doing, Gar. How is you? You know what, Josh? I'd say I'm doing all right. We are living on the edge, brother. Um, Anything exciting between uh, Tuesday and this morning? Uh, No. I don't remember. (laughs) Okay. How about... How's your next week look for you? I know next uh, next weekend is someone's second birthday party. That's got to be getting exciting. You're a week away. I'm sure Nikita has a full list of things that you need to get done, shit you need to do. Are you getting excited for that? Are you starting to get to work on that? Are you just going to you know, maybe maybe vacuum before people show up and call her good? Well, you see here, um, Nikita has so his theme is you know chugga chugga two two because it's his second birthday and he's he he had a he he loves trains so we have uh, Nikita is smart and she bought a wooden train to be assembled it's like one of those like it's like a seventy two piece wooden train to be assembled um and I'm fairly certain that she told the company not to put instructions in it. And so she gave it to me and said, this is, this is what I need you to do. So I get to assemble that and it's taken, you know, I've got, I've, I've got most of it done, but I haven't gotten it glued up because I need to do a dry fit just to make sure that I got all the pieces in the correct spot, um, which is a good thing. Cause I had a couple upside down without the up in directions. It was a little bit difficult. And so, um, I'm getting close to that, but she gave that to me like a week and a half, two weeks ago. So she definitely planned that. So she'd be able to take control of everything and not let me mess anything up. So I'm sure that once I get that glued up, ready to go, um, she will say, here's the vacuum. That's perfect. I mean, that's like a combination of Josh loves Legos. The Mitchell Wood shop has been dormant for a bit as far as I know. But the, she's like, you know what, babe, get out there. More importantly, get the fuck out of my way. And then I'll see you at the party. Yeah. Excellent. Um, hold on. I really need to blow my nose here. It's not very professional, but uh, if you want to intro the start sit, you go for it. So welcome, folks. We have the start sit uh, based on um, the Narfal League, um, the Accuracy Challenge. Um, and so last week, we had a pretty rough week, uh, Gar. Um, I don't know if you saw the stats, but last week you went over five, and I went two for five. So the only two that we were different on, I ended up getting correct. 
didn't make much of a difference because you went negative 61.8, losing all of those uh, bonus points that you had built up over the past few weeks. No! And I went negative 10.6. So now overall, you're sitting at 7 out of 15, uh, just under 50% with a negative 1.1 differential. And I'm at 6 out of 15 with a negative 2.4 differential. So, God um, damn it! Yep, I closed that gap on you. Um, but in the end, we both stink. Um, and so going into this week, we're just to keep with the trend of us stinking, we're going to go with a bunch of uh, matchups or um, uh, start sits that I think stink because I wouldn't want to have any of these people um, in my leagues. And so starting with quarterbacks, Bryce Young at Detroit versus Zach Wilson at Denver. Gar, who you got? Yeah, I mean, again, I, I made the same assessment as you pre-show. I was looking at all these players in the start sit today, and I was like, Jesus Christ, if I were making these choices, I've, I have made some poor turns in my fantasy season so far. But looking at Bryce Young versus Zach Wilson, Bryce Young's already missed a game. In the three games he's played, he's had you know, like 7.5 fantasy points, 13.5, and, and then just 7 as a QB for the Carolina Panthers. Moving over to Zach Wilson, um, he has only had one game above double digits, but it was the most recent game and he's playing what apparently is one of the worst defenses in the league so if I have to pick between these two I'm gonna pick Zach Wilson at Denver I know he's on the road but uh, at least they showed some signs of life against the Chiefs whereas Bryce Young has looked pedestrian so far I know he's just a rookie he could have a long successful career um, eventually but right now making a a decision for this week I'm definitely gonna take Zach Wilson at Denver yeah, that's the route that I'm going as well. Um, I do think that uh, Denver's defense is is the favorable matchup. Last year, nobody would have ever said that, but this year, apparently, they just decided not to play. Um, Detroit is a very tough defense, and so I think that uh, um, I think that Zach Wilson is going to be the better play in this situation. All right, Josh. Let's go to some. If you're if you're at this point in your running back game, you're certainly streaming. Maybe you've had some injuries. Maybe you're just desperate for uh, love and affection. We've got Jaleel McLaughlin, the backup running back for the Denver Broncos, going up against Jalen Warren in our start set. He is the backup running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I don't know that Javante Williams, the starter for Denver, has been ruled in or out uh, either way yet. Um, at least last time I checked, I guess it is Saturday morning, but he's questionable, I believe, going into the weekend, whereas Jalen Warren, I think Najee Harris is healthy, just Jalen Warren has been vulturing uh, some volume thus far. So, Josh, in a, in a matchup here of backup running backs, um, who, who would you prefer? Pass. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm going to, I guess... Um... I would say McLaughlin just because he had a really solid week last week. Um, I don't know if um, Javante is going to uh, um, be at full health, um, but I, I do think that um, I did read somewhere that McLaughlin is going to get some more usage. So I'm, I'm just going to go with that. Obviously, um, probably wouldn't want to play either of them, but if you had to, McLaughlin. Sure. I guess. I uh, know I will ultimately pick one name, but I think for me, Jalen Warren seems to have like a much safer floor. So let's say this is your, you're just plugging in your RB2 and you're like, fuck, I just need this guy to get me 
you know, six to eight points this week, and I should be able to win my matchup. Like, this is probably the weakest link of your lineup. Jalen Warren so far, he's, his snap share is somewhat, I guess it can, technically has consistently rose. He started week one with 40% snap share, then 43, then 45, then 49. Um, so, you know, he's within 10% of when the season started. I guess it has gone up, you know, 10% over the four weeks there. Um, but he's he's never had more than eight attempts. He His yards per carry has never been more than, you know, 3.6. Um, where he really seems to get some value is PPR. He's had six targets in three out of four games, and then the other game he had four targets. Um, last week he had six receptions, so in a full PPR format, Jalen Warren looks to be um, very uh, – what not, not useful is the right word, but very uh, – yeah, we'll go with useful. Fuck it. Um, he, he's definitely sneaking some full PPR points right there. So I think he is the safer floor. Um, but I am going to ride with you. I think Jaleel McLaughlin certainly has the higher ceiling. Um, he Last week, he was able to get 17.9 points and half-point PPR, 72 rushing yards, three receptions, and a receiving touchdown. Um, you know, uh, I did look up Javante Williams is questionable with his hip injury going into week t- uh, week five. So I'll, I'll ride with you with the higher ceiling with Jaleel McLaughlin. But Jalen Warren, uh, as an RB2, has, as I think, has a decently safe floor. Uh, moving on here, Josh, to some depressing wide receiver options. No, I do this one. Remember, Uh we're doing every other. I did quarterback, you did running back. Now I'm doing wide receiver. So you pick first and then I look like the copycat. If you pick who I want. (laughs) Well, you were just, you were letting dead air exist. Josh is trying to keep the show moving. It's called suspenseful sound gar. (laughs) Um, moving on to wide receiver. We've got wide receivers. Let's just say that you've got, um, Cooper cup or, well, maybe not because he's coming back, but let's just say you've got a couple wide receivers that are hurt, or maybe you drafted Josh Gordon, hoping that this is when he made his comeback. Um, and so we've got Jamison Williams uh, versus Carolina making his comeback um, versus Allen Robinson versus Baltimore. Allen Robinson has been playing, but he hasn't been getting volume. They're hoping to turn that offense around, uh, maybe actually score some points as opposed to let the defense do all the work. But Gar, who you got? Well, uh, as I as I like to to prepare for this start sit segment, I always like to pull up the tail of the tape, and then I pull up the fucking tail of the tape of Jamison Williams, and you obviously see nothing because of the fucking suspension, as mentioned. Um, this jabron was betting on I think other sports, which is why he was able to get off his suspension versus betting on football. So he's back in action. Amon Ross St. Brown doubtful. Allen Robinson though also pretty doubtful. Um, he's had a, at least an eighty percent snap share in all four weeks so far. He has gained no. Um, production in the absence of Deontay Johnson so Allen Robinson I don't know is you know he he fell off at the Bears fell off at the Rams and he has not looked the same since Mitch Trubisky was his quarterback funny enough um if I and Jamison Williams also is questionable for week five the guy's coming off suspension I mean there's no guarantee he's even active uh but with that said if he's active I'll take Jamison Williams just for the upside because Allen Robinson is proving he doesn't even have a safe floor like Jalen Warren was at least going to get you five to you know 12 fantasy points depending if you're especially if you're in your full ppr alan robinson is getting one reception he got one reception last week um two receptions week two his best week was week one where he had five receptions for 64 yards and he's had less than 25 yards the last three weeks i'm rocking with jameson williams just for the sheer please be better than garbage 
Yeah, um, that's who I was going to go with. So, like I said, you had to go first so I could be the copycat this time. Um, Jameson Williams versus Carolina. If he plays, obviously, if he doesn't play, then we're stuck with Allen Robinson. But we just watch this anyways because, honestly, picking if Jameson Williams doesn't play, picking Allen Robinson, you're not guaranteed to get positive points anyways. So, um, we we roll the same on this one just because of that upside. Um, they might want to get him going early. Um, I do think that last year when he came back from his injury, um, his first catch was a touchdown. Um, that might have been his only catch. but um, So, yeah, they might want to get him going early. Plus, that team is going um, firing on all cylinders. So, who knows? Um, he does yeah. have one career touchdown, and that one career touchdown is versus the Vikings. Shout out. Um I will move on here, Josh. And I think I don't know if we mentioned at the beginning, but the reason some of these matchups or some of these players are so are so depressing is Josh. I know you're really going through it in the Champs League. It's because we're in the the bye week, side weeks, dude. Week five hit hard with some good teams and some good players. I know the Bucks are out, the Chargers are out, and some other teams I can't even think of right now. But when we're in the bye weeks and the side weeks, sometimes you're desperate just to pick someone up and plug them in. Um, plenty of people don't think about bye weeks. I know some of the more casual players care more about bye weeks than. Some some of the tryhards like Josh and I. So I generally don't know who's on what bye week until I get to that week and go, oh, fuck, I'm missing seven starters. This isn't good this week. Um, but that's why some of these choices are so depressing because some people are scrounging just to get players in their lineups. With that said, Josh, we'll move on here to the start-sit tight end. Um, we'll see if we remain in agreement this uh, category. We have Taysom Hill, the tight end for the New Orleans Saints at New England. Or we have Tyler Higby, the the tight end for the Los Angeles Rams versus Philadelphia. So one's at home, one's on the road. Josh, what are we feeling in this uh, depressing tight end matchup? I went with, I'm going to go with Taysom Hill at New England solely for the fact that he's a gadget player and can be used in multiple ways. Um, I do think Tyler Higby has the more favorable matchup, um, but Taysom Hill is, uh, like I said, that utility tool. Yeah, um, I mean, finally we're going to have some disagreement. I'll go with some Tyler Higby here, um, just to go over the tail of the tape a bit. Taysom Hill, he's only had, he has had no more than two targets in the game, and he has had no more than nine receiving yards in the game so far. Um, he is just not being used. His biggest week was week two, and I don't even, I can't even scroll over to see his passing stats right now, so that's sick. If I do the control shift, no, okay. Uh, yeah, so I can't even see his passing stats, but I'm guessing he maybe snuck in for a passing touchdown or a rushing touchdown. I can't scroll at all on Sleeper right now. Um, but yeah, Taysom Hill has not been used at all this year. Tyler Higby, he is currently tight end 10. Uh, might surprise some people, at least in half-point PPR. He's had 90% snap share. He is the far-and-away starter there in um, in Los Angeles. Bryce Hopkins is back up, a guy I've never heard of. Um, I think Tyler Higby also just got broken off on like a three-year contract. I'm guessing that contract is extremely hollow, but I was uh, excited to see this guy get his bag. Last week, he had 11 targets, five receptions for 64 yards. Week three, he had five receptions receptions for 71 yards so Tyler Higby certainly seems to be on the upswing Matt Stafford appears to be healthy enough to be making things work so I'm definitely going to take Tyler Higby here and uh, I'm going to steal some points from Josh here in our little game that um, we don't really care about it seems like of all the games we play we care about this one the least but I'm going to be stealing some Higby points from here Josh mm-hmm. suck it nerd Moving on to the flex spot. Oh, so suspenseful. Suspenseful sound. Uh, moving on to the flex spot, we've got Kendrick Bourne versus Nollins. 
J Spears at Indy or DJ Chark at his former team, Detroit? <sighs> this one's interesting. Um, Kendrick Bourne, the wide receiver for New England, he he had a good week one. He had 11 targets for six receptions, 64 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, arguably might be his best week of the year, just getting the end zone twice. Since then, he's had four receptions, four receptions, and two receptions. His targets have been going down 9-5-3 as well. Kendrick Bourne appears to be on the downswing for whatever reason. Maybe he was just feeling that... Um, that uh, Devontae Parker role, I think Devontae Parker might have missed week one. I can't remember, but I could also just be completely making that up. Either way, Kendrick Bourne's on the downswing. Tajay Spears is sitting behind Derrick Henry as a running back for the Titans. Um, so he he has, he, I mean, they've seen that he's, you know, he's had 50% snap share in three out of four games. So he's on the field. He's just not nearly as productive. And DJ Chark, he's a bit of a yo-yo. Missed week one. Week two, he only had two points. Week three, he had 16 and a half points. And then last week against the stout Minnesota defense, he couldn't even put up four points. Pfft, fucking loser. Um, if I'm looking for a four, a floor, a four play. Hello. If I'm looking for a floor play, um, I'm taking Tajay Spears. Again, he's getting that 50% snap share three out of four weeks. He's going to get some carries. They're not going to be as effective. Um, but Tajay Spears is probably going to get you somewhere between four to eight fantasy points, which doesn't sound like a lot, doesn't sound sexy. But if you're desperate for a player because you're on bye week or whatever, um, he's going to get a couple receptions. He's going to get, I'm going to guess, 25 to 45 rushing yards. Um, Tajay Spears is the floor play, and I don't think DJ Chark or Kendrick Bourne has enough of a ceiling to entice me, so I'm going to stick with the floor play this time and go with Tajay Spears. Josh, what are you feeling? I'm feeling like our matchup this week is going to come down to that tight end position because that's exactly <laughs> who I was leaning. Tajay Spears, um, he's got that upside. He's that more explosive player on this list. Um, his usage is, is minimal, but it is there. Um, I do think that... Uh, I do think that he is, you know, his usage is more so out of the backfield as a pass catcher. Um, but um, even with his minimal role, it's still uh, more than the other two have shown to give me a little bit of the the comfies in my tummy. All right. Well, how exciting. Um, <laughs> I do have a bonus start sit because I did not have a bust of the week for our next segment. So I will go ahead and give my bonus start sit because this is a legitimate decision I have to make this week. It's in one of my leagues. Um, I, I snuck in Aaron Jones last second last week and I was really depressed about it. He was apparently on some sort of snap count. I don't know. I, I should have paid more attention. I knew he was coming off injury, but I knew um, the Packers were also desperate for some running back production because A.J. Dillon is just not not it and so josh i guess technically i could also put a hn in here but uh, i'm definitely starting him so right now my start sit for my flex um because i'm on raw st brown is also out i'm looking at either aaron jones running back for the green bay packers playing at las vegas on monday night or travis etn running back for the jacksonville jaguars playing at buffalo on sunday morning in london so i guess it's you know it's at london at buffalo so to speak um i guess Yes, Miles Sanders could also be a start set option. I assume you would choose between Aaron Jones and Travis Etienne, but if you really care, Miles Sanders, I guess, is technically also an option in this list. But who would you start set, Josh? Aaron Jones, Travis Etienne, or Miles Sanders, I guess? Yes. No. Um, so who was Travis Etienne playing again? I can't. I They're playing Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo in London. Um, that offense has been anemic. Aaron Jones, you know, he was on that snap count last week. Um, 
That's a tough call. That's a good bonus start sit, Gar. Um, I'm trying. I'm I mean, we can't just agree every time. I'm trying to give us some content here, Josh. I am going to go with the guy who has the cool sunglasses, Aaron Jones. Um, he has a sombrero. Um, he was on that snap count last week. Um, there's a rumor that AJ Dillon is available for trade. So maybe, well, you know, maybe they'll sit him so then he doesn't uh, lower his trade value even further. Um, and so Aaron Jones is going to be the guy that I go with. Um, mainly because I have him in another league and I'm hoping he goes off. Um, or I have him in a couple leagues and I hope he goes off. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's, that's who I would lean on that route. Yeah, I think, I mean, Aaron Jones is currently who I have slotted in to start. Obviously, it's tough because one of those, my two players that I'm deciding on the start sit, one plays 8.30 on Sunday and one plays, you know, Monday night. So it's not like I can kind of decide last second. I have to kind of have that locked in. Um, but I am leading towards Aaron Jones. He's obviously missed two weeks, and last week he basically missed another week. Um, but he did have 25 points, almost 26 points and half-point PPR in week one. So I'm hoping, since Las Vegas is the worst defense of the three, Three players I listed because Miles Sanders was playing the Lions. I'm hoping that Aaron Jones can pop off a bit here. Um, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, Aaron Jones is the guy I currently have slated into my lineup. Uh, we will move on then, Josh. As I alluded to it, I do not have a um, fan duel bust of the week or a DFS bust of the week. So I will let you go ahead and just talk about who you think will be a bust this week and why. So I have uh, Saquon Barkley coming off injury, high ankle sprain. Um, they say he may play. Um, he's at Miami, so the f- matchup is very favorable for him. But I do think that with how that offensive line is missing some um, everybody, um, Daniel Jones has been struggling. It's going to be more of a stack the box and play some one-on-one type plays just to stop Barkley. Um, yes, he can get some passes out of the backfield. He is 8,800. Um, I believe he's like the fourth or fifth highest player for a flex spot. Um, and so... While it's a favorable matchup, I'm I got I got the wishy washies um, on getting him in my lineup in that um, just for that price and his injury stand um, his injury status. So um, even if it is that favorable matchup, now if you have him and it's like in a regular league and you're not spending the money for a Fanduel thing, um, obviously you got to play him just because of that. But um, I'd I'd be a little bit hesitant paying that eight eight hundred for him. Sure. So maybe not a bust of the week, but maybe it's more of a cautious. Sure, he, he probably he might not be worth the price necessarily. He'll put up maybe twelve points, but for eighty eight hundred, could that money be better spent? Um, yeah. And I, for the record, the reason I don't have a DFS boss of the week is because I'm just looking at all the because you know for people that don't know, we already have some bye weeks. We have a, a Sunday morning game, and so we have a very limited number of games that go into the DFS. It's only the noon games and the three o'clock games, and so the noon games are Houston, Atlanta, Carolina, Detroit. Tennessee, Indiana, uh, Giants, Miami, uh, New Orleans, New England, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. So there's not really a lot of stout defense on that list so far. There's a couple good ones. New Orleans, arguably the best defense that I listed there so far. Maybe then Detroit. Um, and then the three o'clock games are Cincinnati, Arizona, Philadelphia, uh, Los Angeles Rams, uh, Jets, Denver, and then Casey, Minnesota. So there's really, again, there's not a, a high list of like stout defenses, Philadelphia being the best, and the Jets in the second slate. So it's just like, how many people are even going to bust this week? Not that many. Um, maybe you could argue Cortland Sutton or something. 
But Cortland Sutton's probably like a $6,500 player, so is it worth calling him a bust at that lower price? Probably not, at least the way I play FanDuel, which I've never won, so what the fuck do I know? But that's why I don't have a bust this week, Josh. Um, but I'll use that to transition. Um, we've still got a couple minutes here. We can talk about some potential matchups this Sunday. Um, we already talked about the Packers who are playing the Raiders on Monday night, so Josh, you can potentially um, completely enjoy your Sunday knowing that you don't have to watch your team um, struggle or um, succeed until Monday night. So any of these Sunday matchups you're excited for that are listed off there? We've got another London game, so you can start. You can have wall-to-wall football on Sunday. Otherwise, uh, what are you looking forward to as far as matchups go? Well, yeah, wall-to-wall, um, wonder-wall. Um, I, I do look forward to watching the games. I do know that, you know, with all the fantasy leagues I'm in, I'm, I'm guaranteed to go up against some guys that I'm playing in my in, on my team. Um, and and you got to love when on Thursday night you have somebody on the bench that puts up nearly 50 points in full-point PPR and you're going against them in a league. Um, but at the same time, you know, yeah, I hope to enjoy the week, um, the weekend of sports. I, I try to, so I don't have the fancy setups where I can watch multiple games at once. So as I alluded to in the Discord, um, I get to watch um, the game cast on my phone as well as whatever games on TV. And while you're watching that game cast on the phone, you get all those fantasy updates. And so that's that's where all my depression comes from. But, you know, it keeps me keeps me humble. Um, you got to do the flip script of that, Josh. You got to stop watching a... Stop watching a um... A fan, uh, what did you call it? A fan, what was it? A what cast? Gamecast? Gamecast. You got to stop watching the Gamecast. You got to go on one of those pirate sites. Yeah, put on your pirate hat, grab an eye patch, and do a stream of Red Zone. Dude, that's the secret. That'll be the opposite experience. I mean, I guess it could, unless people are screwing against you, but you want to see all the action. You want to see all the excitement. You got to be watching Red Zone, Josh. That is how you'll get some excitement going. Get the fucking Gamecast so, out of there. So I have tried to do that with uh, the Reddit streams and whatever, um, but it, it, so I tried to do that for the Packers game when they played a couple weeks ago against the Saints, I believe. And it didn't work. Like, I tried almost every single link on there, and it would not work. And so I just gave up, and it's too much of a hassle to bring my, like, monitor and my and my Surface upstairs, um, or my Surface upstairs just to watch it on that. And so, yeah, I just, I just said, screw it. And so, yeah, football season's over. Okay, well, that's your choice, I guess. Um, Vikings play KC. You think the Vikings have any sort of shot, Josh, uh, playing against Kansas City? They looked a little bit weak against one of the best defenses in the league, so I don't know that they were necessarily looking weak at all. But people were poking some holes in KC after they seemed to struggle against the Jets, even though they got the dub. Do the Vikings have any shot? It is a home game. I believe the Chiefs are coming to U.S. Bank for the first time. Um, how, How do you feel about that? Well, there's nothing more intimidating than uh, 65, 70,000 fans learning how to clap at the same time. And so when they enter that third quarter, like third quarter stretch into the fourth quarter and they, you know, bring out the person in the middle of the field and goes, okay, everybody, put your hands together. This is how you clap. And then they start going, skull, skull, to kind of keep that rhythm going. Um, I think that at that point, uh, that's when uh, Travis Kelsey and uh, Patrick Mahomes and you know all of those nerds they're going to be like oh my goodness we are playing the team from the make a wish foundation we should probably let them score so the fourth quarter comeback for kirk cousins um is a very high possibility um so yeah when he puts up his solve the puzzle go tuck yourself in you got it 
So when um so when Kirk Cousins comes out there and puts up his two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, hopefully to uh Justin Jefferson because I I need all the points I can to come back against uh DJ Moore and uh um, without a without a second kicker and yeah, it's it's brutal in the um Champions League for me this week. But um two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, Justin Jefferson to bring it to uh you know, within three scores. That's that's probably what's gonna be. All right. Well, we'll just leave it there. We can end a little bit early today uh, by a couple of minutes, even though we started late. So I guess in, in that time, Nikita's still mad. She's waiting on Josh to what? What do you guys do Saturday morning? Go shopping, right? Something like that? Yeah, grocery shopping, but I'm, I'm going to go pull a Lamar real quick. You're going you're gonna, to excuse me one more time? Pull a Lamar. What, oh, you got to go poo, dude? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, Josh, we appreciate you. Uh, sorry the start sits aren't as exciting this week, folks, but uh, hopefully you can gain some, gain some content in your bye weeks high weeks here, and uh, we appreciate everyone listening, and we will go ahead and see you on Tuesday evening around 730, uh, where Josh and I will be some doing some buying and some selling. If you want us to buy or sell a player you care about, let us know in the chat, and we will give you our hard-hitting analysis. Until then, we love you, and uh, see you Tuesday night. Bye, Josh. Yeah, maybe if they want some better start sits, they should submit their own. We should do a marketing push. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Go pack us. trying to get the notes set up look what the cat dragged in meow 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 meow